What's going on, guys? It's the Prowlers Podcast, and yes, another one bites the dust in the FHL as the Danville Dashers get the eviction notice from the Palmer Arena. Yes, I guess I guess Troy's running their house, eh? Oh, gosh. Well, uh, if you didn't know, last night, late last night, uh, it was announced that the Danville Dashers are out of the Palmer Arena, and the Vermilion Bobcats are in, so it looks like the Bobcats killed the Dashers. Dave, what do you think about that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. I saw it last night written on uh, one of the Facebook forums, and <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty sad. It's good for the, uh, I think the SP is having a team in there, but uh, it's unfortunate for the for the Fed. Uh, another one does bite the dust. I don't well, know how good that is for the SP. But. Well, <laughs> today we got myself, Joe Pace, my new co-host, Matt Graham, and our guest today, Dave Nipper, number 28, Crazy Dave. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, so yeah, this is our first real recording without Jeremy. So sorry we missed last week. We we're traveling to Georgia. I had all the equipment with me, but it just seemed like with everything going on that we didn't have one second to sit down and just even talk. Between driving the bus and uh, you know everything else. I know driving the bus, testing guys. Like you know, you're a certified nurse now. The way you uh, administer those COVID tests. I'm an administrative assistant to Johnny. I think. <laughs> Alex Johnson, team nurse. Big shout out. But uh, Dave, I'm happy that you're here with us because uh, you're one of the you know older guys. Even though you're like just in your second year pro, you have such an old hockey spirit it's like you've seen all these teams come and go but really like how like last year was your first year and uh this summer you know we saw teams disappear and i don't think some of the younger guys understand how sad that truly is like i joke about it on here we play another one bites the dust i made fun of a mentor when they died and posted a picture of a dead shark but uh you know it's just it's hard because that means 20 jobs for young hockey players or old hockey players are gone. They're just wiped clean off the planet. Yeah, it's tough because I don't think a lot of guys do realize, like, we're pretty privileged to be in the the situation that we're in right now. And, you know, you mentioned Mentor last year and, and of course, Danville this year. And, you know, there was going to be a startup team coming in, the Rockers, and unfortunately that didn't, didn't happen. So... You know, you got a lot of uh, a lot of jobs that are you know not available anymore, and, and a lot of players that want to play. So, in our situation, you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate, but it's it's really sad to see a lot of teams uh, not being able to play. That's for sure. Well, you know, Matt has personally folded like three teams. <laughs> no, I just folded one. <laughs> Oh gosh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Like Matt was part of the Danbury Titans in their second year, and then all of a sudden in the summer, as they're getting it ready for year three, they get an email from the team like, "Hey, uh, you know, you're all free agents, or you'll be in a dispersal draft. Team folded. Bye." Yeah. What What was the gist of the email? Thanks for everything. Bye. Yeah, I think it was like from uh, Bruce Bennett. It basically said, uh, "Yeah, the uh, we made the decision late last night. It was already public at this point, but they're like, yeah, we made the decision late last night to uh, seize operations, and uh, you guys will be selected in a dispersal draft. And uh, best of luck in your future." That's so tough. And it's funny because we used to always joke in Watertown my first year about the league folding. And, like you know, league's still here, teams come and go. You know. Yep. Well, uh, you know, a good buddy of mine, Dustin Henning, you know, before we got to Danville together, 
uh, he had a reputation where he said, every team I play on and every league I play in, I fold it. Like, he just folds teams and leagues. And I told him, like, buddy, you will not fold this team. And uh, he played there for, like, six years, and he always said, Pacer, you're right, the team's still around. I'm like, I told you. And I think Barry, didn't you say Barry last night, said on the speakerphone, because he called into this meeting, he said, if you don't evict us, I can promise you the Danville Dashers will be there another 10 years. And uh, he said, you know, could you guys guarantee this Vermilion Bobcat team will be there 10 years or more? Wow. I, you wouldn't, know? Be, I wouldn't be shocked to see it. Like, well, I don't think, I don't think that's an SP market. No, so I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked to see a Federal League team come back in there in a few years. But know what's funny is my first year there, everyone told me, there's a football and basketball town. Hockey doesn't last. They're like, Mervis ran a team here. They're like, in the 80s we had a team, but they're like, now hockey doesn't last. We're not a hockey town. And all of a sudden, it was like, the Hawks won their Stanley Cups. They won a few more. And it's just like, everyone in Illinois got real into hockey because of the Hawks. Yeah. And things just kind of took off but I told them I said our owner is committed to staying here like he's not gonna leave so like just come and support us so like prove you could be here a year or two and then I'll support the team and you know year three year four those people still didn't support the team <laughs> but we had other people that came out of the woodwork and did and um, yeah like the 2014-15 season we went to the finals and then in 17 they won it and uh you know by then i was already here beating up on those guys but yeah it was it was Big nice favorite. to see them do that and you know they're part of fhl history now dashers were champions but uh you know it was very prideful for me to be like even here working for the prowlers and know the dashers were still around when i had promised so many people in that town the team will be here for years to come. Do not worry. We are not leaving. We are not leaving. And then I left. I started a new team here, and that team kept going, kept going. I don't think it helped by hiring one of the most hated women in Danville, Diane Short, to run the team. I'm just going to be honest. Not a lot of people liked her, and she scared off a lot of old-time fans. But now another bad decision is another hated person in Danville is taking over the team, Ellen Mervis. Ellen DeLuca. Well, I think Tully likes her, right? Yeah, Tully loves her. But uh, that's a, you know, one of our ex Danville Dashers is married to this woman, but her father, you know, ran a business in town there for years, but he also took his Danville Wings junior team in the North American League, ripped them out of that building, and moved them to Indianapolis because he was unhappy with the town, the building, the way things were being ran. And I think that left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because they loved the Wings, and they knew they could have been there forever. And he just left because it was a prideful thing. Like, oh, you won't do extra stuff for me? Well, we're out of here. You won't remodel the locker rooms for us? We're out of here. You know, it's stuff like that. So Is that what I, we got to do to get the locker room remodeled here? What, say we're leaving? <laughs> No, don't in that in that book. Remember, we got quite quite the locker room here, Matt. No, yeah. I'm just messing around. But no, right. remember that book that. Uh, know what Mark I found out yesterday is Steve Yeiserman, his rookie year. They were still having training camp here, and a bunch of people got his autograph and stuff before he ever played a Wings game right here at the McMorrin. And that same year, they had the Dead Wings play the Dead <laughs> Penguins in a exhibition game right out here on the ice in '84 or whatever. That's wild. I, just, I mentioned yesterday actually about. You know, we're sitting in the stalls, and we really don't know who sat in these stalls. It could have been Stevie Y or, or whoever, so that's that's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> it, like, 
Gordy, Gordy and Stevie. Like, I know Gordy went to numerous training camps here. You know, he played, what, 20 years with the Wings? Every training camp was here at this building. And then Stevie, by 84, 85, they were still having yeah. training camp here. So I think they moved it to Traverse City in, like, the 2000s. So, like, you know, all through the 90s, you had guys coming up here to go to camp. Like, all those, you know, like, those Stanley Cup teams. Yeah. Like, Darren McCarty, yeah. Joe Kosher, Bob Probert. Like, you know, like, I I forget some of the names on that team, but you had LaPointe and Brett Hall. And there's crazy guys that played for the Wings, you know, through the 90s and early 2000s. All, all favorite players, too. I think it was that 2002 Cup team that they probably moved it to Travers. It was like <laughs> Chelly, Brett Hall, you know, Luke Robitaille. They're like, yo, why don't we go golf up in Traverse City? I'll rent a boat. Yeah. Uh, Graham, could you handle that? What, going renting boats and stuff? No, yeah, Traverse just Traverse City, City training camp. I, I don't know what what month would that be. It's <laughs> pretty cold up there at that point. I know we're uh, stretching golf into uh, well, they like go August, up there September this year. They go up cold. there in September. Yeah, it's probably pretty cold up there in September. Well, they're still they're still having fun. The water's not residually warm from summer still at that point. Well, uh, I actually there was a good radio segment years ago where uh, they asked they asked I think it was uh, Chelly. They said, okay, you're leaving the Joe, and you got two people in the car with you. And they're like, it's uh, Dominic Hasek and your defensive partner, Brett Levda. And uh, Brett was from Chicago, and, like, you know, we loved Chelly growing up. And then he got to play with them and be D partners for, like, two full seasons. And they're like, who's driving? Who's in shotgun? And who's in the back seat? Who's controlling the radio? Who's doing this? And he goes, I'm driving. Dom's in the passenger seat. I got the radio. And Brett's thrown out of the car before we hit the river. <laughs> And I always thought that was funny. I was like, even at that level, they're just, you know, no shame in treating the rookie like crap. And then, you know, Char has to go and ruin it last year when he's like, we treat everyone the same. There are no rookies. I'm like, Char, you don't have to have guys load the bus. You have no idea. Yeah, that sounds like us. I don't think we really have any rookies per se this year. I think everyone's treated pretty, pretty, uh, pretty evenly. Do you not? Do you agree, Matt? Yeah, it's a lot different from my first year in the league for sure. I think that like as it's like as it's gone on, I mean, it's been more level playing field, and you give those guys more respect. So that's wild. Too much respect. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Go we got to knock them down a bigger toilets. Too. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about the prowlers because uh, we missed you last week. We didn't give you you know any updates on that weekend prior where we played at home and split the weekend with uh, Columbus. And then uh, we just went down there and uh, almost split the weekend again. So uh, I think we pretty we have a pretty even matchup. I know that uh, you know they have a little more firepower than us. But, yeah, uh, no, they were good games for sure. I think they were back and forth, and I think that uh, you know like we're we're starting to gel and come together more so more so every week. And uh, I, I think it'll be interesting this weekend to see uh, to see how we match up against Elmira for sure because we got you know we came out on the short end of the stick the first weekend after a like really slow start of uh, you know getting here getting there late and stuff like that. So uh, now they're on they're on. Well, yeah, we put, the first two games against the Enforcers, Dave wasn't there. He didn't get to experience it, but we played the games without even practicing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we just went and played two games, and uh, I don't think you know we'll ever do that again. But I don't think anyone in hockey is ever going to do that again. 
it's definitely a, I think a learning learning experience for you. Well, there. even when they restarted up the NHL, they got like a three week training yeah. camp to start up the Stanley Cup playoffs this past summer. Maybe Will's team will do it, like a U twelve or U sixteen or something like that. <laughs> no, that's the last. You time get to skate happen. for like a month before your first game. <laughs> right. But it, it's it was interesting because obviously I got to, I had to watch it from home back in Newfoundland, Canada. And, uh, because of internet up there? What dial up, so it kept cutting in and out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, like, obviously that was tough, and, and, you know, finally being back here and, and getting on the ice with everybody. Unfortunately, last weekend I had to watch from the bench. Um, different point of view, a lot of pauses last weekend. Face a strong team, but, you know, I personally think we could have came out on top both games. But, uh, yeah, we're facing the enforcers this week with a with a team that's starting to gel and come together, and I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a friggin' great weekend. No, and you know what I don't like? It's three and three at home. I hate three and threes on the road or at home. Like, you know, the fans. How do you come to three nights of hockey in a row? Like, you, you know what it's like to you know be like, oh, I'm going to a concert. Oh, I'm going to three concerts in a row. Like, <laughs> same <what>? set list. <laughs> we just need Joe Pace to set the tone night one. You know what I mean? Get him, in, get him intrigued and just draw him in, and then like they're gonna be like, I gotta come back and see him next night. You know? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it is a quick turnaround, though. Three, three, and three. I think on the Sunday we play early game. Yeah, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would so be nice, though. You know, I mean, like get to hang out with the boys afterwards a little bit or something. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, haven't had the opportunity to do that really. You know? We and that's the rough thing is we had a, a one team workout together. We, you know, how many practices have we had? We had four leading up to our home opener. None prior to that weekend in Elmira. So, you know, we played in Elmira, then we had four at home, played a game, and then we had two and went to Elmira. So as of today, today's what, our seventh or eighth practice of the year? So it's wild. So if you didn't think this was a rough season or crazy, by this point, eight skates. We skate two-a-days in training camp usually, and that's for a week. Then we have a week of just regular practice. So, you know, by our first game, usually we're 15 to 16 practices in before we play our first game. So we got another two weeks to go before we hit that marker. Have we had a practice fight yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> Dave really wants one. <laughs> oh, no. gosh. We're good. We're good. Right? Maybe Joe and I will if I keep... what we're doing next. And know what? I just <laughs> want to say thank you to everyone that's uh, helped us out so far. We've had some fans drop uh, gift cards off at the rink for us to go buy guys stuff. We've had people bring things by the rink. We've had people come by our team housing to help us, you know, remodel, fix things up, help us with the water, the furnace, all this stuff. So uh, we want to thank all you guys, literally, especially uh, Vincent's. You know, I feel like Vincent's uh, heating and plumbing and Tom Jones, they literally have lived at our team house with us. So uh, I expected the first night that it's up and going, he gets to come over for dinner. Yeah, if he wants, he right? Cutting, we, well, they, they were clearing out the backyard yesterday for lawn games and stuff. Oh, yeah, he's like, let's barbecue out here. I'm like, bring the barbecue, baby. Man, the weather's changing. Barbecue season's here. Right, but uh, it's nonstop work, and you don't think that we're going to be three weeks into the season and still, like, cleaning out the backyard and fixing up the kitchen and getting appliances. It'll finally be moving ready when the season's over. For next year. <laughs> but know what? Anyone that wants to stay all summer, you'll have a great house to live in. Yeah. Yeah. 
they say the summers here in Port Huron are pretty special. So. Listen, yesterday Matt Graham showed us his carpeting skills. Uh, everyone's like, who knows how to install carpet? I was like, Matt, he did it this summer with Amber's uncle. For three weeks. And uh, yeah. For three days, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he went out there and killed it. So it was fun. But uh, yeah, this weekend, I think we need to get pucks to the net. We have to move our feet. You know, I don't think they're a fast team. They're a lazy team. You know, they probably have really, uh, like, low-intensity practices. Like, I could see them doing breakouts, few, like, Canada Cup, like, okay, juice boy, shoot did you, up, did you just Did you just uh, preview our practice for today? <laughs> Why? Juice boy, Canada Cup, uh, uh, <laughs> mustache boy. Yeah. We should just, we should do fun things where we do practice backwards. Start with the last drill and go to Let's the just first get drill. Wooden sticks like the penguins did, and see how practice really. Works. We have twenty sitting outside the door. Tell everyone to grab one on the way down, but uh, make sure you call and get your tickets today because honestly, we sold out last last time we had home games by Wednesday afternoon. We were sold out, right? Yep. We were posting on maybe, Thursday. Maybe Thursday morning this week because there's a little more, few more tickets. So. Well, yeah, it, uh, it got opened up. State restrictions. We got 125 more seats available. And uh, we look forward to hosting all you guys. So uh, let's rock and roll. Yeah, now, big weekend at home. Massive weekend. Let's have some fun. Now, it's sad. Rest in peace, Sandville Dashers. Rest oh, in peace. Maybe we could get their black helmets. So we get red, red at home, black on the road. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, take care, guys, and uh, make sure you call in today to the McMoran box office and get your tickets. It's eight one zero. Uh, what is it? Nine eight five six one six six. Nine eight five six one six six. The McMoran box office. You could get your tickets by phone. So uh, let's go, Prowlers. Let's do it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Graham. You're a great co-host. Yeah, I'm going to be late if I don't start getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode was brought to you by Casey's Pizza of Port Huron. So check them out, and as the weather warms up, get ready for that outdoor patio to open up. So all you amazing Prowlers fans and Casey's supporters that ate there this winter, outside or in the cold, get ready to eat outside in the warm. So here we go. The spring menu is out, and... Uh, It's time to take advantage of that to-go alcohol and uh, eat at Casey's and then walk on over to the McMoran and uh, check out a Prowlers game. So thank you to Casey's of Port Huron.